I got to thinking this past week, and I don't know what made me think about it, but I started to reflect upon all of the freedoms that we have, especially the freedoms that we have in this country, and all the freedoms that we cherish. And among those freedoms, one of the greatest, the one I think that we cherish as much as any other, is the freedom to choose. And I got to think a little bit about the number of decisions that we make each and every day. Where to go, what to do, whom to see, how to figure things out, all of those questions. And we, it's kind of second nature, right? We don't really put a whole lot of thought into a lot of those decisions. So we're thankful for that opportunity to have that freedom of choice, to make the decisions that we would like to make, to process it. Sometimes we don't process as much as we should, but to think it through and to make a decision. There are, however, times when we would rather have somebody else make the decision for us. Those difficult decisions in life, and there are many of them. On a trivial level, when Sherry and I decide we want to go out and eat, it becomes very difficult to decide where to go. You want to go here? Go there? I don't know. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. So, uh, winds up, you know, we, we end up at McDonald's or something like that. You know, it just not a lot of thought is, is put into it. That's not really a difficult decision. It's a trivial decision. But there are in life many, many difficult decisions, many of which we've encountered over time, many of which we know that we will encounter in the days and weeks and months ahead. So I thought we would talk a little bit this morning about the freedoms and the choices that we have. And when we reflect on the scripture that Miriam read for us this morning, it's really all about choice. In the Old Testament, we can choose life and prosperity, or we can choose death and destruction. Seems pretty simple and straightforward, right? Little doubt what decision we would make there. We can choose to love the Lord our God. We can choose to walk in obedience with Him. We can choose to keep His commands, His decrees, His laws. And we can choose then to enjoy His many blessings, which we have all experienced throughout the years. Or, we can choose to turn our heart away, to be disobedient, to bow down and worship other things and ultimately find ourselves in a very perilous state. How did I get here? What in the world did I do? What decisions did I make? Oh yeah, I did. Oh yeah, that was kind of dumb. Should have never done that. Should have thought that through a little bit more. We all find ourselves in those situations as well. So there are many struggles in life, and we talked about those tough decisions. Sometimes we, we make even simple decisions more difficult. But when we make a decision that takes us down that wrong path, we've all at one time or another suffered as a result. Now, I don't think I need to ask anyone here about the most important decision that you made. Nor do I need to ask when you made it, because that's not my business. That's your choice. But if many, many years ago you chose to follow the Lord, to put your full faith and trust in Him, you have largely and greatly benefited from that choice. Not to say that there haven't been pitfalls and obstacles along the way, but it has been a good choice for you. 
Others, perhaps for a variety of reasons, haven't made that same choice. Maybe they've never really had a chance to hear the Word of God. Maybe they've never really embraced it. Maybe they've not been raised in an environment where there's been support, where their parents would bring them to church, where they would read Bible stories, where they would mentor them in such a way that they would be uh, able to make these decisions in a good and positive way. But you... You're different. Your words, your actions, your heart, your spirit, your grace, your mercy. Make it implicitly clear from where I stand that you have all made that one fundamental choice, that most important choice, that choice from which all other decisions can and should be made. We have wisely chosen life so that we and our children may live and that we may love the Lord our God to listen to his voice and to hold fast to that. But there is a catch. We're also human. We're also still of the flesh in this world. And so there are temptations. There are things that lead us astray occasionally. might look better than the decision that we know that we should make. The decision that we've been conditioned and mentored to make. But yet we hold fast because we know that the Lord is the very essence of life. And so we follow Him. And there are times when we call out to Him and say, Lord, I've been faithful and I've followed you. And every step of the way, well, almost every step of the way, and yet I'm, fail, I'm, I'm finding myself in a difficult situation. I'm finding sorrow and heartache and disappointment and, and I don't understand why that is. But then, then we come to the realization that by continuing to walk in the light, continuing to walk with Him, there is further instruction, there is further guidance. And ultimately, we find our way back to Him. So that is the good news. So let us consider for a moment what happens when people don't make that same choice. Something else has garnered their attention, distracted them from the way of the Lord. And we can relate to this because we've all been distracted from time to time. Perhaps it's a substance of some sort that can cause us to act in ways that are inappropriate, unacceptable. Perhaps it's something on the internet that captivates us and draws us into this deep, dark hole. Perhaps it's money or material goods that we think will bring happiness but often leave us rather unfulfilled. It's then that we come to the realization that something's missing. The real substance of who we are, who we want to be, whom we want to follow. It's incomplete. It's not all there. And so we search. We continue to search. And maybe that search brings us to a sanctuary, perhaps this sanctuary. That's what I've been looking for. That's what I needed to hear. Now I get it. Now I can embark upon the path that the Lord has designed for me rather than the one that I thought was best, the one that was all about me, the one that led me where I thought I wanted to go. So today... As we think about the decisions we make, I want to suggest a couple of things 
that might initially seem a little counterintuitive, but I think will make sense as we process it and based on our experience here as disciples of Christ. It involves giving rather than getting, sharing over selfishness, compassion over quarreling, forgiveness over fighting. It's our choice, simple in some ways, complicated in others. I'm sure just about everyone here saw the Super Bowl, watched the Super Bowl, or portions thereof, and of course we watch it as much for the commercials as we do for the game. Several caught my attention, but one was um, a little bittersweet. Uh, it was, I guess, a funeral service for, the, for Mr. Peanut, which made me sad. Because I used to have, in fact, I still have a Mr. Peanut pencil from 1965. Um, I didn't know he had passed away. Um, I, was, I was saddened. But in the course of that commercial, all of a sudden, a new mini Mr. Peanut emerges. And suddenly there's new life. There's new hope. There's new direction. I was probably the only one affected by that commercial in that same way, but that's okay. We're told from the scripture that only God can make things grow. But we have a role, as we saw in the commercial. We can plant, and we can water, we can cultivate, and we can mentor. And there will be a reward for each of us, not that that necessarily should be our incentive, but there will be a reward for each of us according to our labor. So I invite you to think this morning about your role as a co-worker. And the guys over here know that better than anybody else. Coach Moore brings in outstanding talent, outstanding young men. But if they don't work together, they're not going to be successful. They are the essence of team. They know what it's all about. They get it. They understand. And they embrace their role. And they move forward with it. And as a result, this program has had great success. But I would argue that the program transcends the success of wins and losses out into the community. And the good feeling that people have about the young men who play basketball at the College of Worcester to the extent where they almost adopt them and embrace them and say, those are our guys. We root for those guys. And we're thankful for that. God is building, building a team for all of us. We're serving Him all. This is not a gym today. It's a sanctuary. But our roles are the same. We work together as a team. So today, I want to invite each of you to make a choice. You're going to make quite a few today, tomorrow, the week ahead. But let's think about making an intentional choice, or several this morning, to plant a seed, to water it, and then to watch what God does with that. How he will bless it and make it grow. Things are happening in this church. We saw it this morning with Erica. I have a hard time containing my excitement when I see this movement and where we're headed. I'm sure all of you are gratified as well. And knowing you, probably we want to jump in and, and, and be involved. And, and we welcome that. That would be terrific. There are also some things happening in the church that are uncertain. We're not sure what's going to happen in the, in the weeks and months ahead. Where will we be six months or a year from now? None of us knows for sure. 
We do know that some of these choices will be relatively easy. Some will be incredibly, painstakingly difficult. But even before we enter the decision-making process, there is a little bit of a formula that we can follow. Happens that they all begin with the letter P. I invite you to be prayerful, peaceful, patient, and pious. Kind, careful, considerate, compassionate. Each of you has an opportunity today, tomorrow, in the weeks ahead to plant a seed. Each of you will be called on and given that opportunity according to the talents that have been giving, given to you. So I would invite you to ponder the following questions as we enter the Lenten season. I just completed my acorn letter for Elizabeth and I was reflecting on Lent a little bit and it's never been one of my favorite seasons because it's cold and it's dark and it's sad and it's sorrowful. But it's also a time of great opportunity. So as we move into this Lenten season, would each of you consider inviting someone outside the church to worship with us during the upcoming Lenten season? Coach, you're off the hook. You've already done your job. We, we're thankful. Thankful to have you guys here. It's really it's great to have you. Would you support our efforts to grow our children's and youth ministry? I think I already know the answer to that. Some of you might be waiting right now. How do I help? How can I get in? Grab Eric after the service or downstairs and you'll have an opportunity to do that. Would you be willing to join the efforts of this church to feed the hungry and clothe those in need this winter through our pantry effort? A number of you have already jumped in in that regard too. What would you think about sharing your faith with a stranger? That's a hard one. But it's doable. And you're equipped to do so. And would you be willing to give something up, even sacrifice for the benefit of others, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Being raised Catholic, there was an emphasis on giving things up during Lent. So I always gave up soft drinks, bubble gum, and chocolate cake. Might not have seemed like a whole lot, but for me, that was a big sacrifice. Over the years, I've kind of lost that discipline, and I don't give up the way I should. I am considering it, but I don't know if I'm strong enough to do that anymore. But sacrifice does bring about a closeness with the Lord. What changes would you like to make? What changes would you like to see during the upcoming Lenten season? When we are reminded about the ultimate sacrifice, the one the Lord made for each of us. What's interesting about this is it's your choice. Totally and completely your choice. But you don't have to make it alone. And I doubt that no matter how difficult the decision is, I know for sure that you will choose wisely because you will first choose faithfully. Let us pray. Lord God, we greatly value the freedoms we have to choose. But very often, when confronted by difficult choices, we'd rather not have to make the final decision. So we ask you today and every day to guide us and counsel us as we assess our choices, that we reflect thoughtfully and thoroughly and respond faithfully, so that in all we do, 
in all that we say, we may remain obedient and loyal to you. Amen.